Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. We're going to look back in time and journey together with a man called Job. His name means hated or persecuted. Job lived in a time when his culture believed that prosperity on earth was connected to a person's goodness and consequently suffering was connected to an individual's sin or offensive thoughts, words and behaviour. As a result of these beliefs, false perceptions were formed about the creator of the universe, of self and of others. Job was very rich, prosperous, and in good health. Therefore he was considered to be a good man, blameless and upright. He was someone perceived to fear God and shun evil. In fact, he was so highly respected that he was considered one of the greatest people of the East. Great praise indeed. Sadly, it was perceived that Joe's prosperity was a result of his own goodness and that God had blessed him accordingly. Due to this false belief of self and God, Job lived with pride of his own goodness and resultant fear of God. He thought his sons may have cursed God in their heart and caused an offence somehow, so every morning he would offer sacrifices to God on their behalf. At the time, and throughout the ages, much has been thought and said about Job. His story reveals a lot about humanity, the evil one, and ultimately God. So we begin the journey with Job. We are introduced to the evil one who is very cunning. He speaks lies and deceptions out of selfish desires and pride of self. The evil one is in fact totally opposed to God and is always seeking worship of himself. In the blindness of pride, he falsely accuses God of blessing Job for self-gain. Let's pick up the story in Job chapter 1, verse 9 to 12. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. As we journey with Job, it is important to remember that humanity gave power to the evil one, right back in the beginning. God gave the first man and woman power and dominion over all the earth, yet they chose to believe the evil one's lies and elevated his lies above God's truth. 
They followed the counsel of the evil one and chose to become one with both good and evil. As a result, they gave the evil one their God-given power over the earth. At that moment, evil was activated and death, sickness and brokenness entered into this once perfect world that God created. God alone is good. When he created the heavens and the earth, it was good. He can only create good. However, as a consequence of humanity's actions, both good and evil become active in this world. Back to the story of Job. Remembering Job and his friends believed they were blessed because in their own eyes they were good. They also had a false belief of God, accusing him of being the source of evil and that he cursed those who were not good. They therefore reasoned that if they do good, they would be blessed by God. In effect, they would actually be able to control God and even bribe him into blessing them by doing good. Consequently, if they did bad, they falsely believed that God would also be the source of evil and bring evil upon them. So when Job lost his earthly wealth and physical health as a result of the evil one's access, his friends had much to say about it. Out of their own false beliefs, they wrongly judged Job, accusing him of some evil in his heart. They even spoke wrongly about God, in that God was punishing Job for the evil that he supposedly had in his heart. Then Job had a lot to say also. He falsely accuses God of crushing him without cause and filling him with all bitterness, so that now he despised himself and his life. Job, in his suffering, actually believes that it is God who has brought about his suffering. It's so sad. Out of Job's false belief, he questions. What is the point of doing good if God doesn't care? He reasons that if God doesn't acknowledge Job's own goodness by declaring that he is innocent, then what is the point of living? Job laments. He hates the fact that he's been born and he had such a desire that no one had seen him or known him. Sadly, Job wrongly believes that God is sadistic, unjust, and doesn't care. Yet he retorts that if it is not God, then who is the source of this suffering? Then who else could it be? Job was struggling. He was struggling with fear and false belief, overwhelmed by his circumstances, the circumstances that were beyond his control. His suffering was not from God. It was a result of evil being active in this world. Job's false beliefs were challenged by his circumstances, as nothing made any sense. Oh, but God and his amazing grace, his amazing grace which is unearned and undeserved favour, 
in his equal justice and unending love, reaches down to Job in a way that Job would understand. Even in his false belief, God shows that he is greater than any false belief, sickness, pain and troubles of this world. So out of a whirlwind, God dialogues with Job. He has a one-on-one conversation with him, is intimate and personal, full of grace and truth. Yes, God is there with Job in his suffering. He speaks wisdom and truth into the tumbleweeds and dust of Job's mind. God brings living water into the desert of Job's mind and healing into his brokenness. Sowing the seeds of new life, God renews Job's thoughts, restores his health, and gives him eternal salvation. So let us listen to a summary of God's dialogue with Job and hear the heart of God. Were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth and determined its measurements? Were you there when I set the boundaries of the sea and clothed the earth with clouds of moisture? Were you there when I commanded the sun to herald the dawn and push back the darkness? Were you there when the heavenly hosts and the stars of the galaxies shouted for joy and sang my glory? Were you there when I satisfied the desolate wasteland and caused the growth of tender grasses? Were you there? Can you loosen the belt of Orion and bind the clusters of Pallades? Can you set the ordinances of the heavens over the earth and control its cycle? Can you command the clouds to bring forth water and flood the plains? Can you send out lightnings and determine where they go? Can you annul my judgment and condemn me and justify yourself? Can you? Do you know everything is under heaven is mine and I am no one's debtor? Do you know when the lion, bear and wild mountain goat give birth to their young? Do you know the wisdom of a migrating hawk as it flies south for the winter? Do you know the perspective of an eagle as it spies out its prey and feeds its young? Do you know the foolishness of the ostrich, the strength of a horse, and the power of the behemoth? Do you know? Oh, how awesome is God. He reveals his love and blessing is not something that we can earn or even deserve. He loves and blesses, not because of how clever we are, how prosperous we are, or how useful we are. It's because of who God is. He blesses and loves because he is good, kind, gentle, generous, and loving. He is self-giving and self-sacrificing. He does everything and gives everything of himself to us because he so loves. 
So let's pick up the dialogue from the text and hear Job's response. Job, chapter 42, verse 1 to 5. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything, and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, Who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I do not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Wow, such a powerful revelation. But now my eyes see you. Through the words of the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth and all things good, Job sees the Almighty. Through the life journey of Job, we too discover the truth about God, the truth about humanity, and the source of evil. God, in his great love and amazing grace, work within Job's false belief to reveal who he is, who Job is, and what is the source of evil. Once we hear the truth about God and receive a revelation of who he is and who we are without him and what is the cause of evil, then we can open up our hearts and minds and transformation can take place. We can know and live in the reality of continually receiving God's undeserved favour and unconditional love, knowing that we do not deserve it nor that we can earn it. And as the Apostle John said, this is love, not that we love God, but that he first loved us. Receiving from God is the first thing, the most important thing, the one thing for us to do. Being surrendered to God's will, drinking daily his living waters, By his spirit, he transforms us into the mind of Christ, into the character of Christ, that we may live in the fullness of him, and that we can see others through his eyes of love, see each one equal, of great value, and be the recipients of God's love and amazing grace. So the journey with Job concludes with the evidence of God's unending love and amazing grace. Job forgives his friends who falsely accuse him, accepts those who had abandoned him, and receives from those who hold on to their false beliefs. In fact, a cultural revolution resulted from the revelation of who God is and what he has done and will do. Job gives his daughters equal inheritance with his sons. 
This act of love and grace was extremely countercultural, as at the time only sons received an inheritance, and the firstborn son received double portion. But out of a revelation of who God is and in entry into his kingdom, out of transformed heart and mind, Job treats his daughters equal to his sons. God's kingdom is a kingdom of equality and respect. Where God brings deliverance and honour, equality and justice, love and restoration. God restored to Job all that the evil had taken from him, and not only restored it, but increased it double-fold. God not only replaces and compensates and restores, but he multiplies. Job received a double portion with overflow, as that's the heart of God. We learn when reading the full story of Job that God never instigates evil. God is never one with evil. God protects from evil. God is stronger than evil. God limits the power of evil. God is still active in his creation. God is working even in the darkest of places. God delays judgment to save humanity from evil. God turns evil into good. God protects power of choice. God blesses without discrimination. God loves unconditionally. God alone is pure, holy and just. God's favour and love cannot be earned. It is a free gift of himself. God delights in his creation and everything is of value. God never discards anyone and considers all equal, equal. God's justice is rooted in unconditional love for others. Humanity's justice is rooted in pride and love of self. God desires true witnesses of who he is. God's ways are higher. They are eternally purposed in salvation. God is forever faithful, forgiving, restoring, healing and renewing. God is a God of wonders who created heaven and earth and all things good. God's unconditional love, personally experienced, casts out all fear. Yes, we learn much from the dialogue with Job. Much about God. Much about ourselves without God. And the source of evil. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.